Welcome back to the Dealmakers Podcast Show with serial entrepreneur Alejandro Cremades, best-selling author of The Art of Startup Fundraising and co-founder at Panthera Advisors. In this podcast, we ask our guests about their successful acquisitions and financing rounds. All righty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dealmaker Show. So today we have a very interesting founder. You know, he's uh, now building a very exciting business, um, you know, Without a doubt, his journey is quite remarkable. I mean, we're going to be talking about all the good stuff that we like to hear, like building, scaling, financing, and so forth. You know, some of the things that we're going to be talking about is how they went, you know, him and his co-founders about iterating things, going from one project to another one until they really hit a nerve with what they're doing today. So quite a journey. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest today, Sasha Lassimi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Alejandro. Very excited to be here. So, originally born in Paris, give us a walk through memory lane. How was life growing up? Yeah, life uh, w was good. Uh, I was born uh, in Paris. Uh, then uh, at 18, I studied mathematics uh, at Paris Dauphine. And this is when uh, I launched uh, my first product uh, with, my, with the same co-founder. And then I joined an engineering school. When I, I met my third co-founder, we launched uh, a second product. And I've been building products since uh, 12 years now. And I didn't stop. And and obviously we'll we'll get into that in just a little bit. We're going to be talking about Yubo and and the other you know projects in just a little bit. But in your case, how do you how do you get you know excited about engineering and and before that mathematics? You know why numbers and problem solving? Where does that come from? To be honest, I, I was only good at mathematics at school, so that's why I, I chose this path because it was uh, the easier thing to do on my on my side. And to be honest, I, I didn't really know when I was 15, 16, what I wanted to do. So I choose what I was good at, basically. Now, one thing that is really remarkable is that right out of school, I mean, actually right in school, you know, that's when you started to really think about, you know, ideas and, and what you could do and perhaps, you know, launching companies. How did the first one? You know, actually, the idea of really going at it with the first one that was alone, how, how did that come to mind? Yeah, so it's truly because I met Jeremy, the CPO of today, that was already an entrepreneur and building product when he was 15 years old with his brother. I was working with him and doing my studies with, with him uh, at the same university. And at some point he told me, hey, let's build a product. I have an idea and, and, and I know uh, some, some coding. And the idea with Saloon was to connect students with a hyper geolocated application where students could communicate anonymously. So basically, the idea was you were entering to the library and you could ask to anyone in the group if there is some space near them or if they have the mathematics books that you forgot to bring. And we learned how to code and we launched this product within three months while studying uh, and we to to market this product we just give some flyers at the entrance of the university we got like 10,000 signups within two weeks so it worked very well in terms of uh, conversion but we have some bullying issues because students were insulting teachers or other students as it was anonymous and we got pushed to stop this project from the directors of the school saying that uh, it's complicated for our reputation and you need to choose either to continue working 
studying or working on your product. And we were very young. We launched this product and it was clearly complicated to, to deal with all of these problems. So we've, we said, okay, we launch a product. We know how to do it. Let's focus on our studies and, and let's launch a, a new product uh, a bit later. So then a bit later, I mean, you, you, you guys actually spent like about a year on this. So obviously a bit later, you know, came right, you know, I would say about a year after, you know, and, and that was with 12. So, so 12. Now, you know, it sounds like you've had the opportunity of getting that experience with Saloon, seeing what it looks like, you know, to get people to sign up, to, to, to really bring up a, a, a solution to a problem that you guys were encountering. Why 12? So after, after this product, we both entered in an engineering school and we missed one team member. It was someone that know how to code the backend part. And this guy was Arthur that I met in my engineering school. And we had an idea of being able to meet one person every day, either for networking, for sports, for dating, for friendship. And this product was basically 12. We decided to focus on dating part because it was easy to focus on one vertical. And the idea was to meet every day at 12, one person to chat with them, to date with this person, only with one person per day. So it was a very good idea. All of our friends were saying that they were using this platform. So we caught it also in six months with Jeremy and Arthur. And to get the first users, we went on other dating apps like Tinder uh, to market the application 12 and said, Tinder is not working. Other dating apps are not working. You should go on 12 and you will have one date per day. But what happened is we worked on this product during two years. We had a bad conversion rate. Uh, we had low users that were really speaking on our platform, even by choosing by hand the matches they would get on the, on the platform. So at some point we said, okay, it's a good idea. Everyone loved it, but no one is using it. And we need to stop and, and find a, a new product. So then, so then obviously, you know, like with 12, it was the second time around, you know, the second time that, uh, that you hit a wall, you know, and uh, the first time, you know, you're like, Hey, maybe, maybe, you know, we were not lucky, you know, maybe you could blame the school second time, you know, then you probably question yourself and you question many things. I'm sure that that was very tough for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite tough, especially after two years of iteration. We had around 30K signups and, and we were saying why, why, and we were asking why it's not working. We had a great way to, to get new users and we are choosing by hand people to, 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 to speak together. But at some point, as we, we had really no engagement on the, on the platform, we understood that Tinder and other dating apps were working well. And they were really solving this need of finding uh, their soulmate. And, and our product were not meeting a need. And even if it was a good idea, it wasn't working because they were not a good conversion rate and no engagement. So we really learned that having a good idea is not enough when you create a product. And it doesn't mean that it will solve a need or solve an issue that people have. 
and it doesn't mean that people will use your product even if it's a good idea. So at what point do you guys realize, I think it's time to pull the plug? Tell us, what, what did that day look like? At some point, we, we, we tested all the ideas we, we have, we had, and the metrics were not going up. They were continuously going down. And at some point, we also even have no more ideas to test and to implement on the platform. And we were also telling ourselves, why are we doing that, knowing that no one is basically using the platform? Are we working on nothing? Are we iterating on, on, on nothing? And are we not getting more tired and wasting our time on nothing? So it was quite difficult, but we said, okay, we are still students. Uh, it's even our second product. And what was important is we did better, better from the first product because the first product, we have 10,000 users. This product, we have 30K users, but no engagement and no retention rate and not a good activation. So we said, okay, let's try to be 100% focused on a new product with a new method that will be not based on an idea, but based on a problem to solve, a need to solve. And this time it was not going to be while studying, but we said, okay, we are going to take a, a gap here and we need to make something that will work this time to be successful. Otherwise, we would told, we, we told ourselves that it wasn't the, the right path for us to be entrepreneurs. So, so that gap year, I mean, what were some of the things that you were looking into and how were you guys thinking through things to that moment that led to you guys having the idea of you both knocking on your door and you being like, my God, I think, I think this is it. Let's, let's go. Yeah, so, so first of all, to be, to be honest, at the beginning, we, we, we didn't, didn't look for ideas, but we looked for needs and problems online. And the problem we, we noticed online was, and was that millions of people are sharing their social handles to find new followers or new friends on social network. And this is still happening even today. But we noticed that it was mainly happening on Snapchat. And we noticed that 6,000 of tweets per day were about people looking for new friends on Snapchat and looking for new username. So we had a niche and we had a need. Millions of people, millions of, of people were sharing their Snapchat username online. And we wanted to understand why they were sharing their Snapchat username online. If it was to become an influencer, if it was to make new friends and who were sharing their Snapchat username. And based on that, based on this problem, we created a, a product to only solve this need to make new friends on Snapchat. So the first version of Yubo was a platform where you were creating a profile with video and pictures of yourself. You were of yourself. You were adding a Snapchat username that was hidden and you were choosing which people you want to add on Snapchat. And based on this product, we could answer the question and the hypothesis we had which was, do you want to become influencers? Do you want to make new friends? And who are you? Because when you were signing up on the platform, you were entering your 
location and your age, and you could have more information about uh, about yourself. So then, at this point, then you know, walk us through that moment where you were like, "Okay, I think that uh, we got it." And how did it look like when you really did the launch and and really brought it to a point where where it is today? You know, that that business model. How does it look like? You know, how how do you guys make money? Yeah. So so so, so the first thing is we had a niche and we had a, a target basically. That was big because millions of people were showing the Snapchat username. Then we built a first version of the product to answer this need. And we had a way to target this need. So the way to target this need was basically to add all the people that were sharing their social handles online to market our application, Yubo, and said, you will make even more friends if you try Yubo. And this was working very well. And we had a great conversion rate. So we had a niche, we had a, a great conversion rate, we had a way to target people. It was working well. And then our users that was downloading Yubo were using our platform to make new friends on our platform. So we understood that our target was the Generation Z because 99% of our users were between 13 to 17 years old back in uh, 2016. We understood that the need behind sharing the Snapchat username or social handles was really to socialize online because the youth are more connected, are the most connected people in the world, and they have exactly the same need of socializing offline, online. And this need wasn't answered yet by actual social network, and they were trying to find a way to socialize online by sharing their social handles. And as we had this niche, we had a good conversion rate and they were using our platform. We understood that we needed to go further just an app to find new social handles. And we implemented features to answer this need of socializing online. So what we did is basically we take the best of offline interaction and we added that to Yubo to be able to reproduce the way of how you socialize offline, online, on our platform. And it took us three years to have this product. And when we had this product with basically live group chat and a way to really have the same socialization effect you have at a party or at a club where you are meeting new people, when you were entering on our on Yubo and speaking with one person or a group of person in a minute, like you would do in real life, we noticed that our engagement metric, the time spent on the platform, multiplied by five times. And we knew that we had a product market fit. And it was back in 2018, I would say. And at this point, we said that now that we have a product market fit, we need to grow. And to grow, we needed to monetize the platform to make money to accelerate our growth through marketing. Hey guys, so pardon the interruption here. So I got to tell you that, you know, for those of you that are either looking to raise money or you're looking to get your company acquired, you don't have to be alone. You know, there's a lot of psychology that needs to be blended with strategy, with methodology, with process. And it's very hard. And already doing your business alone is super, super difficult. So I remember, you know, back then when I was an entrepreneur, I kept really experiencing the challenge of either 
knowing or finding the right type of access to the right type of investors or really understanding what was the right type of guidance you know that would carry me through the process whether it was with seeking money or with going through the acquisition so that gap that i found being an entrepreneur is ultimately what pushed me later on when i met my co-founder at pantera mike Severson, to really put together an advisory firm where we are guiding entrepreneurs and founding teams through the capital raising efforts, whether you are at a seed stage or at a series A stage, or if you are going through the process of an acquisition and you are in small to mid cap type of um, a cycle. So again, you know, we would help you from guiding you and, and supporting you from A to C all the way to the end as an extension of your team. And there's no reason for you to do this alone. So with that being said, if you would like to find out more, feel free to send me an email at alejandro at panteraadvisors.com. And we would love to take a look at helping you out. The capital raising process too, because obviously as you're growing, you need to capitalize the operation. So how much capital have you guys raised to date and what has been the journey of raising the money to? So in total, we raised 60 million, 60 million. We've made false rounds and we had a huge growth from the beginning because we reached 10 million signups in a year. And we were only three people in the company, three to five people until 2017, even 2018 in the company. And what was expensive was only the server cost. So at the beginning, as we were not monetizing the platform, we raised to basically pay for the server cost and pay for our growth and the scalability of the platform. And the investors invested mainly in the team that built previous products and the knowledge we had on improving the way of how people connect and interact online. They didn't really invest on the product because we are still building something new. We are building a new category, which we call social discovery which is not something you can compare to actual social network because we do not compete with them. On Yubo, you are here to extend your social network and to socialize with new people you, you don't know from your network, which was very and still new for investors and VCs that invest in, a, in consumer uh, products. And after monetizing our Investors and the, the round we've made invested really on the potential of the scalability of our platform and on the product market fit we had. And they, they were right because with the monetization we, we had in less than three years, we reached uh, more than a hundred of millions euros of gross revenue only through in-app purchase and, and, and subscription, which is not typical uh, for social platform. And how is also the journey of going through these different rounds, you know, that you've done, you've done three rounds in, in Europe. Yeah, we, we've done even four rounds. So the first one uh, we've made uh, after a year, after the first launch of Yubo, and it was only with Business Angel. And it was quite difficult um, because uh, no one was, were understanding what we were building and we had to go to 20 to 30 different business engines writing small checks between 5K to 50K. 
uh, and it was uh, a quite a difficult journey. It took uh, me nine months to convince and to close uh, the round. Then the second round, we had to do it seven months after the first round because uh, our growth was really fast and the server cost was quite uh, expensive and we didn't have enough runway. Um, and this round was also quite uh, difficult because uh, I think uh, I met a hundred of investors and we had 99 no and only one uh, investor said, said yes. The third round uh, was in 2019 based on the first result of the monetization uh, we had. And it was at the beginning very easy because in less than two months we had two term sheets, but we, we got a, a bad press article that basically messed up with all the township we had and we had to stop everything because we were supposed to raise, we didn't raise, um, and it took us six months, six more months to do uh, the round, uh, but we, we, we did it. And the last round was during COVID because uh, we were one of the luckiest company to explode during COVID because our users are using the platform and socializing online when they have time, so after school, during holidays. So when there is a strict lockdown, they were using the platform like crazy. And this round was quite easy, I would say, because everyone was calling us saying, hey, your platform is exploding. We want to, to invest. And we did the round online through Zoom. And it was uh, quite uh, interesting. That's amazing. That's amazing. And now, when 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 you now are doing the round B assume, I mean, what were some of the different dynamics that you encounter? I mean, how were you able to run an effective process, you know, of of, of raising money B assume? And because that's now what we are encountering. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to you now and and wondering, hey, I wonder how they did it because I'm gonna have to encounter this as well. What made it effective for you guys when you were doing it B assume? So the most difficult uh, things when, when you try to, 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 to raise funds is to have your first lead or at least your first commits and your first uh, investors. And when I did the first round, what was very difficult in, is, was that everyone was saying, yes, this is very interesting, but call me when you have your first investors that really know about uh, your market. So what I did at the beginning is I contacted all the founders of consumer platform and social platform to get feedback from my product. And at the end of the, each call, I asked them, do you know any investors that could be interested in what I'm doing or, or any other founders or co-founders that could help us in our journey? And I did a lot of calls like that. And each time I was able to meet three more people. And this is how I met my first uh, business angel that said, yes, I'm going to invest. This guy was uh, John Maloney, uh, the former CEO of Tumblr. And when this guy said, okay, guys, I'm going to write a check, I called back to all the investors that said, okay, I'm interested, but I need to have experts that want to invest in your company. Then they said, okay, I'm going to invest. And I'm also going to, to write a, a small check with you. And what I did during those nine months is every two weeks, I was sending an update to everyone creating FOMO. And every two weeks, I was trying to bring news like the number of signups, the number of users, the commits we had, the people we met, et cetera, et cetera, to create a relationship with, with them. 
Now, when it comes to, you know, creating the relationship and getting them excited to invest, obviously, a big one is vision. So let's say you were to go to sleep tonight, Sasha, and you wake up in a world where the vision of Yubo is fully realized. What does that world look like? So we, we are the leader in, in, in social discovery, uh, and we are the company that you will go, and we are the app that you will go to be able in a minute to connect with real people with me and have meaningful interaction with them like you would do if you were going to a party and starting speaking with new people and, and having fun and just hanging out with other people from the same interest, from the same age group. Because hanging out with other people and socializing with other people is basically a primary need for teens and for youth. And it's a way for you to grow naturally and to belong to something. And this is what we are building Yugo is to enable and empower youth to discover and belong to, to the world. Now, talking about the future here, I want to talk about the past because obviously there's quite a bit of reflection here, especially all the craziness and the projects and, you know, the good stuff now that has come out of it, you know, with Yugo. Let's say you were to go into this time machine that I put you in and I'm able to bring you back in time. I'm able to bring you back in time to that moment where you got started with the company or even before, you know, to that moment that you were just entering engineering school and you're now dreaming, you know, what could be that world where you would build a business and bring it to life. Let's say you're able to have a sit down in that classroom next to that younger Sasha and you're able to whisper on Sasha's, you know, younger self ear one piece of advice before launching a business. What would that be and why, given what you know now? So it's a very good question. What I would say to myself is uh, build a product and start monetizing right away, even if it's a social product and it will change your journey. And do not try to have exactly the same model of other social platform and other consumer platform that are not monetizing and waiting to have hundreds of millions of daily active users before monetizing and monetizing through ads and raising basically a ton of money because this is what we try to do. And I'm pretty sure that if at the beginning we monetize the platform right away, it would have been much more easier to raise money and it would have been much more faster to go where we are today. You know, one thing that is very interesting, you know, from your journey is that now this is the third, you know, initiative. The, the third time is a charm, you know, as they say. And um, it sounds like on the first go at it and the second go at it, there is one thing that perhaps was a breakthrough. And you correct me if I'm wrong, but at least, you know, from 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 hearing you out, that's what what is there for me. And that is that something shifted on the way that you reflect towards you know, things that maybe don't work out. And it sounds like all these different iterations and really thinking through and understanding the problem has allowed you to bring something of incredible value that has now, you know, given you guys the opportunity of building Yubo. How do you, how, how do you think that those previous two experiences have shaped the way that you think, the way that you reflect about things that maybe didn't work out and how to learn from them and how to bounce back from things to make it happen? 
I think it's because we 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 never stop trying and we never stop iterating even after failing. And I think we arrived there at with this monetization, this money raised and this money earned and, and, and this size of the of the team because we made all the mistakes that um, we could make and we learned from those mistakes. And each time we were making a mistake, we were making sure that we learned something from it and that we are not going to do the same mistake and just testing new things and testing as many things as we could uh, the, the fastest way we, 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 we could do it. And even today, so what we, we try to do in our organization, even by growing the company, is how we can be faster and how we can be sure that we will test as many things as we can in the fastest way possible to get answers. And as long as we get answers, we can move forward. And as long as we can move forward, we can that we, we, we know that we are stronger. I love it. I love it. So for the people that are listening, Sasha, that they would love to reach out and say hi, what is the best way for them to do so? They, they can send me an email, uh, Sasha at ubo.live. And they can also contact me on LinkedIn. I will try to, 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 to answer to everyone. Amazing. Well, hey, Sasha, thank you so much for being on the Dealmaker Show. It has been an honor to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Alejandro. It has been an honor also to answer your question. If you like the show, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you could leave a review as well, that would be fantastic. And if you got any value, either from this episode or from the show itself, share it with a friend. Perhaps they also appreciate it. So also remember that if you need any help, whether it is with your fundraising efforts or with selling your business, you can reach me at alejandro at pantheraadvisors.com. You've reached the end of another episode of the Dealmakers podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to alejandrocremades.com. Thank you for listening and see you at the next episode.